Welcome to First Congregational Church of Litchfield Sermon Podcast. Join us each week for a Bible-based Christian message. We hope God speaks to you through the things you hear. Let's get started. Welcome to the First Congregational Church of Litchfield. As we start a whole new era in our life, we welcome Rabbi Peter as our permanent pastor. This is his first official Sunday. Welcome. You can tell he pushes his luck. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Please rise. Please be seated. (laughs) Just testing. It's working. It's working. Praise the Lord. The joy of the Lord is coming to the house of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. There is a sweet anointing in the sanctuary. There is a stillness in the atmosphere. Come and lay down the burdens you have carried. For in the sanctuary, God is here. Come on, (laughs) glory. There is a sweet. Yes. Anointing in this sanctuary, there is a stillness in the atmosphere. Come and lay down the burdens you have carried, for in the sanctuary. God is here. I, I feel like Florine Maria in the top of the mountain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. The scripture lesson today comes from Luke, chapter 8, verses 43 to 48. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years, and though she had spent all she had on physicians, no one could cure her. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his clothes, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. Then Jesus asked, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and press in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I noticed that power had gone out from me. When the woman saw that she could not remain hidden, she came trembling 
And falling down before him, she declared in the presence of all the people why she touched him and how she had been immediately healed. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Hallelujah. Father, we ask that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be pleasing to you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you've not placed us in this world to minister to humans, but you've placed us here to minister to your spirit that lives in humans. That Messiah will increase in us. And that that first Adam will decrease. For the word says that we have the mind of Christ. And so, Father, it is through the mind of Christ and the ears of Christ and the eyes and the mouth of Christ that these things are spoken this morning, that the Christ in us, who is the hope of glory, may be satisfied and fed this morning, not with baby milk, but with a little bread and a little meat cut up into little chunks. We give these things unto you as we give you honor and praise. And all of God's children said, I was going for up. We love you, Daddy. (laughs) But amen will do as well. Thank you, Father. It has been mentioned and somewhat requested that would I be preaching from the place up there. Now, I'm just going to let you know, there might be times that I may be led to go up there, but if my mother was here, she would tell you, do not let my son go preach up there, because before you know it, he'll go flying off of that thing. <laughs> Keep him down here, because if he falls, there ain't much, you know, to, 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 you know, it's a shorter distance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. But I do know that you did not come here to see if the new pastor is going to be preaching from the podium. You came here to hear the voice of God. So we hear the scripture this morning, and we do this. We read scripture And oftentimes, I'm amazed at how often we'll read a thing, we can read it a thousand times and miss something in what we read. And this morning, I just feel that the Spirit of the Lord has a special, special message for this body that he sees as a woman. You see, first of all, I have to apologize to my sisters in this room because I'm about to describe things that as a man, I can't really relate to. I've never experienced having flow through my private parts of bleeding. I don't know what that's like. I've never experienced it. I can't relate with it. So so the only thing I can hold on to is, is to share what I have to share under the anointing of God because the Spirit of God understands this part of, of the human anatomy when it comes to his daughters. And in this story we see that was read over here, there's this, there's this woman. She's, she's a nameless woman. She's just a woman. And it says that she had a, an issue of blood and she was bleeding for, for how many years was it? Twelve years. Now that is a long time. 
that has got to be a long time. I, I mean, I'm kind of familiar that the daughters of God kind of go through this process on a monthly basis, and, and I've never seen it been described as a pleasant thing. So can you imagine two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, a year, two years, three years? At what point do you say to yourself, there is no hope for me? And this is where this woman was, not three years, not five or six or seven years or, or even 10 years, 12 years she had suffered with this and she had suffered in such a way that it was not just a physical suffering, it was an emotional suffering because you have to understand the culture that she was in. This is not just a woman like today, if you had this issue, you'd go to the hospital or whatever. In the culture she was in, the religious understanding of that time was that whatever is wrong with your body is a direct connection to some sin in your life. And this woman being in this state bleeding for 12 years, she was not allowed to go to the temple and worship God. And at this time, the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out over the believers. So you have to understand, if you couldn't go to the temple to make that connection with God, the presence of God was in the temple at that time. So she was not only disconnected physically, emotionally, but worst of all, spiritually, 12 years unable to go to the house of the Lord to pray. And if people saw her in the street, by now everybody knew about this woman, and nobody would go near her, especially on days that everyone was going to the temple, because if you touched someone that was viewed as unclean, you would become unclean yourself, and you yourself could not go to the temple. So you can imagine the sorrow, the suffering of this woman bleeding, not only physically, but worst of all, spiritually. And it was during this time that she heard that there was a rabbi who was coming by, and this was not a regular rabbi, this was a unique rabbi, that there were rumors that this rabbi was a friend of sinners, a glutton, <laughs> and a wine bibla. <laughs> and she probably thought to herself, you know what? I know all the other rabbis who are not that, so maybe this one will not run away when she... He sees me because you see this woman many times would try to go and speak to a rabbi and if they see her from the distance, they would run in the other direction because they did not want to become unclean by touching her. But on that day, a rabbi beyond all rabbis, a teacher beyond all teachers, a physician beyond all physicians. You know, the scripture actually says that she was made worse after going to the doctors and she spent all her money for nothing, dead, broke, bleeding. She saw the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands on the street because Yeshua, Jesus, had been called to go heal a little girl who was sick. And he was going, and thousands were around him. Literally, the word actually in the Greek says they were crushing him. They were crushing him as they were going down the street 
And this woman saw this, and it says that she came from behind. you got to pay close attention when you read the word. She came from behind. She didn't come from the front. Usually when you need something from someone, you greet them in the front. But she did not come through the front. Why? Because she knew if they see who's coming, they'll all scatter. And I need something from this rabbi. I need something. I can't get no for an answer today. This is my last hope. Twelve years my last hope. So it says she came from behind. Why? Because from behind, nobody can see you coming. Can I prophesy to you this morning? Sometimes when you need something from the Lord, you can't have everybody know what you need because they'll look at you and they'll, they, they will put your face down. So you have to come behind everybody. They can even see what you need from the Lord. She came from behind and she pushed through like a crazy woman pushing through and pushing through and moving people out of their way. Thousands of people against Jesus, and she didn't care. I need to grab a hold of him because she says, I don't even need to talk to him. I know that if I can just grab a hold of the corner of his garment, I will be healed. So she didn't even want to have an interaction with him. She just needed to touch his clothes. And she pushed through the crowd. And then she saw the corner of his garment. And she reached out and she grabbed the hem of his garment. And the word says that immediately she felt that, that, that dysfunction stop. Her clothes would still look the same. But inside she felt something's happened to me. And immediately the whole crowd stopped as a vacuum just boom stopped as the king of kings and lord of lords. The one who commanded the stars into the heavens. The one who said let there be light and light appeared. That one stopped. And when he stops everything stops. The angels stopped. The cherubim, the seraphim stopped. Everything stopped. And he turned around and he said... Who touched me? Now, 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 this is confusing. Let me tell you something. There was, if there were some confused people were the disciples, they were so confused. He was always saying stuff that made no sense. I said, Lord, you got thousands of people bumping into you. What do you mean, who touched it? He says, no, 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 no. I know I got thousands of people bumping into me, but there's a difference between someone who bumps into the Lord and someone who touches the Lord. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of people who have a religious connection with God. They might bump into him, but he's looking for sons and daughters who are saying, I don't want to bump into you. I want to touch you because if I touch you, something is going to happen to me. He said, somebody touched me. I know because I felt healing come from me. Now, now, incidentally, she didn't touch him. She touched the hem of his garment. But he said, who touched me? And frightened, knowing that she had no escape, she fell at his feet shaking and trembling. And she said, I touched you. I've been bleeding for 12 years. And as soon as I touched you, I said to myself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And as soon as I touched you, I was healed. 
Like, like she just got healed, and she's placing herself in a position where I'm about to get killed right now because, because God just asked who touched me, and I, I'm the one. I don't know what to do. So there she was trembling in fear, and he looks at her. How amazing. Up to this moment, she's just a woman, a woman, a woman. The disciple writing is describing her. This is just a woman, a nameless woman. But when God looks into the eyes of this woman, he does not say woman. He says, daughter, daughter. Because anyone who touches him becomes a son and daughter of the living God. He said, daughter, daughter. Go in peace. Your faith has healed you. Now you see, you can read that a million times. But the Spirit of God this morning wants you to see that story in a way you've never seen before. Because what you don't realize is that way before this event, there was an event in the book of Numbers. Chapter 15, verse 37, where the God of Israel instructed the people of Israel that on the four corners of their garment, they are to wear tzitzit, fringes, on the four corners of their garment. You might see me walking around. I got, I, I, sometimes I like to show off my tzitzit. Sometimes I got them hidden. You'll see a rabbi. A rabbi is always walking around with little tzitzit. If you don't see him, it's because he's still in the closet. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Sometimes you got to hang out in the closet, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, tzitzi. What was the tzitzi? Why did God instruct the people of Israel to wear tzitzi? Because the tzitzi was a symbol of the word of God. And he said, so that when the children of Israel are walking throughout their day, they'll remember my word. Can I tell you this morning, when she grabbed the representation of the word, Jesus, who was the word that became flesh, felt himself being touched because she wasn't just touching his clothes. She was touching the representation of the very word of God. And when she grabbed the tzitzi, she was immediately healed. Hallelujah. Preach it, brother. Preach it. Let me tell you something. I I can do two things at the same time. I'm preaching and I'm preaching to myself at the same time. I can't contain myself. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Let me tell you something. Our joy and our excitement freaks out the kingdom of darkness. See, see, the enemy loves it when we're all quiet and proper. It's like, oh, good, 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 they're not hearing it. But when we start acting crazy, the enemy's like, oh, no, oh, no, they done lost their mind. Yes, we done lost our mind because we're getting a new mind, and it's the mind of Messiah himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise the Lord. And you do know that, that as a shepherd of the Lord, I am limited by your thirst. You understand that. Because the more you thirst, the more of a download. The less you thirst, oh, Jesus loves me, this I know. But the Bible tells me so. Hallelujah. Jesus loves me. Go home. Goodbye. Hallelujah. 
God is bringing us to a level far deeper than understanding that Jesus loves us. Jesus lives in us, and we need to know who he is. So this woman grabbed this thing, and I don't have time to explain that this is not the first time that a woman was blessed by the hem of a robe of a man of Israel. Oh, I don't have time to tell you about Ruth and Naomi. You may recall the story of Ruth and Naomi. You know, you know Naomi was this Jewish woman who, who, who went to the land of Moab, and then her husband died and her sons died, and so she told her daughter-in-laws, you know what? Back in Israel, there's laws about widows. So if I go back to the land of Israel, I'll be taken care of. But you all go and find yourselves husbands because I ain't got no children to give you. And Orpah left, but there was another girl. You remember her name? Ruth. Ruth was like, wherever you go, I will go. <laughs> Your people, my people. Your God, my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and may the Lord treat me harshly if I do not keep my promise to you. Wherever you go, I go. Well, that was the girl who was picking stuff at Boaz's field, and Boaz said, hmm, that's a fine girl over there. What's it called? That's a fine girl over there. Why is she picking so much stuff? She don't look that heavy. Why is she picking so much food? And they said, well, it's for Naomi. Naomi's her mother-in-law. Well, I, was, I started telling you I don't have time to tell this story. Now I'm telling the story. But I'm going to try to do it fast. It's Sunday. We have a lot of things to do, so we've got to get out of here fast. All right, so anyway, I'll just... We'll get it there. We're going to get it there. All right, so what happens is this. What happens is in that story, Ruth was listening to her mother-in-law, and she went and she laid down at the feet of Boaz, and then you've got to read the story. She says to Boaz, take the corner of your garment and put it over me. Now this is a Moabite, this is a Gentile asking a man of Israel to take the corner of his garment and put it over her. What is she saying? I want to be covered under the instructions of the God of Israel. And she, she had a son and his name was Obed and Obed had a son and his name was Jesse and Jesse had a son and his name was David. She became a matriarch of the kings of Israel including Jesus himself because she came under the covering. Oh glory. No, we don't have time for this. We're not ready. I know, listen, if this is too much for you, take a doggy bag, bring it home, chew it up later. Put it in the microwave. Oh, yeah, you got to pray for me. Don't be okay. You got to pray for me. <laughs> Somebody out there better be praying for me. This will be like the first and last day on the job. Wonderful message. You're fired. <laughs> no, I didn't come here to get fired. I come here to fire you up. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Oh, God. You got to pray for me. Al, you got to pray for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Rabbi, I lost his mind. All right. So here's the thing, here's the thing, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, there's a word, there is a word from my heavenly father to this woman. God would say to you this morning, this is a woman that has been bleeding for 12 years. 
This is a woman that has been bleeding for 12 years. And this woman has tried everything. You've tried everything. You've gathered together with committees. You have prayed. You've come up with all kinds of plans. And every physician sent here did nothing but make you more broke and bleed more. You are the woman bleeding for 12 years. But I got news for you. You didn't know what you were doing a week ago. But in spirit, this woman reached out and placed itself under the covering of the hem of a rabbi who has the spirit of Jesus inside of his heart. And I tell you the truth. If you have survived to this point, bleeding and with nothing, what do you think is going to happen now that the bleeding has come to an end. I'll tell you what will happen. It's exactly what happened when Jesus was done with that interaction. Immediately after that, he was told, don't bother, master. The 12-year-old girl you were going to heal is dead. You got to remember that. Sometimes the Lord moves, and immediately the enemy comes and says, and Jesus said, take me to the little girl. And there she was, without breathing. And he said, she's not dead. She's sleeping. Get all these doubters out. And he looked at the little girl. And he said, Talitha, come Aramaic. Little girl or little lamb. Arise, let me tell you something. The spirit of a 12-year-old girl is going to be the spirit in this body. And you have a long, 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 healthy and beautiful life to live. And I am telling you as a servant of the Lord, look around and remember the days when there was such quietness in here because when the daughters of the living God, when the body of Messiah finds out what's happening in here, there will not be enough room in this place to contain what your Father in heaven is planning to do. So this morning, we're going to break some bread. And drink some wine as a remembrance. The living within us is the same spirit that rose that little girl from the grave. <laughs> and if the corner of a garment of a rabbi could heal, how much will we not do once we get activated and realize who lives in us? Yeah, tell them to stay up here. They stay up here. 
these are my peeps right here. <laughs> they got no problem being crazy. Hey, everybody, look at me. Ready? Ready? Put your hands up like this. Wave them around. Stomp your feet. We got to teach them how to do that. <laughs> Glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for these little children, Father God, for everything we do is so that they may watch and bring your life to the next generation. So today, I bring a little tzitzi and give it to all the little ones as a reminder of that one thing. If it's not tied, I'll tie it up later for you. That one thing that that woman who had an issue of blood grabbed when she was healed. There you go. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What an honor it is. What an honor it is to stand here and sing the blessing that has been sang over the people of Israel for thousands of years. As the Lord said, this is the way you shall place my name on my people. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yahira Adonai Pranavalecha Vihunecha Hisa Adonai Pranavalecha Veyasem Lecha Veyasem Lecha Veyasem Lecha Shalom Shalom, Shalom. And now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine on you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his perfect shalom. Have a blessed, blessed day day and remember you are carriers of God for he dwells in the hearts of his people bless you thanks for tuning in this week we hope you're able to join us in person on Sunday morning but if not tune in next week for our next sermon if you enjoyed this week's message, please share it with friends, or for more information, visit www.fcclitchfield.com.